You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Coming up on this episode of the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. After being a pastor, I think my call and my need and my desire and my yearning to be an evangelist has only grown. I really feel like the Holy Spirit told me not everyone is meant to go with you in the next season. That's tough. It's real tough. But it's just the way it is. You know, the cool thing about when doubts creep in is you can always relay those doubts to friends that actually align with the purpose in your life, and they can speak life into it. Okay, early on in my marriage, I was depressed for six months on the couch, didn't get off, barely went to work, lost numerous amounts of weight because I wasn't eating. My wife didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I, I'll just be real with you, I chose to sit in that junk. Does he believe in Jesus? Is it a Christian church? I, I have a problem with anyone leading a church that's not a Christian that doesn't believe in Jesus. Is it a Christian church? I don't know. I need to read the article, I guess. Hey, hey, I want listen. Jesus loves Kanye. He does. He loves Kanye. Je- so Jesus. Don't, so, don't, so don't put words in my mouth. Saying, Je- Jesus loves Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that what he called himself? I think that's what he Jesus. Called. <laughs> I'm, not uh, big, I'm not a big Kanye guy. I is. think he's kind I'm, of off I, his rocker. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> he's off his rocker a little bit. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So what's up, man? What's happening, my dude? It's been a while. It has been a while. Yes. I uh, was hoping to get you in here. I'm glad I did. Thanks for taking a day off for me. You know, I had to carve some time out sooner or later. Why not on a Thursday? <laughs> what have you been up to? Same old? No, no. Not, same, not same old. That's that's the wrong. That's the wrong answer. A lot, man. There's been a lot going on, honestly. Um, transition stuff, ministry stuff, um, new glory in my marriage stuff. I was gonna say taking care of the family stuff. Yeah, dude, it's good, man. It's all good. It's all good. What's um? What's the biggest the biggest change for you right now? Uh, I think probably Monday I'm, I'm going back to work outside the church. That's probably the biggest change really that's happening with us right now. It's been what, five years? Is that right? No, no. It's been about three. Three years? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about it. A little nervous, but, um, I'm working for a great guy building solutions, Brian Marshall, all your building needs. There you go. (laughs) For all your building needs. Now you can call Scott Tilly. (laughs) No, man, I, I'm excited about it, man. I I am glad to be able to work with a guy that's so God-driven and um, a facility that's so welcoming in the atmosphere. Um, well, you know, we, we've had worship sets out there. So the atmosphere's set for yeah. heavenly activity during the workplace, so that's good. And it's I, I listened to uh, Earl and, and uh, Earl's, uh, Earl and Chris last week. Yeah. And it wasn't last week. I, I listened this week, but I think you recorded a while back but, yeah and uh really encouraged by kingdom on campus man that's pretty cool and i yeah. just got to thinking like how does that we're always able to do that wherever we're at and that's no different from this new opportunity that we're going to have working at building solutions and, yeah. and getting um out you know reaching reaching out to people from that aspect so so we've had a few conversations man and i know that this has got to be something that 
is difficult when you when you leave the workforce to go into full time ministry. You're probably expecting that that's like it's it. We've that's arrived. it, right? Yeah. I mean, and and on a sense of not even arriving, but like you, that's a one time thing that happens one time, mm-hmm. and and you don't go back, right? Like, right. You've got to be. Tell me what you're feeling with that, like because you're you're having to go back for for certain mm-hmm. reasons, and that's that's mm-hmm. fine. What's what's on your heart? You like you explained to like nervous a little bit i'm guessing there's some fear with that maybe just some anger because i'll be honest like my goal is to be in full-time ministry Mm -hmm. i want that someday Mm -hmm. i i I can imagine for me myself it would suck to go (laughs) to go back into the workforce where are you at with it would if i were going to work somewhere i didn't want to be yeah but i'm not angry no um that's good i'm I, I am nervous, I think, a little bit because this is all I've known for the last three years is full-time ministry. Not that ministry is not full-time. There's I no. Get it. Here's the thing. You work at uh, Safety Clean, yeah. but you're full-time ministry. 100%. Whether you, whether you want to admit that or anybody. 100%. Else, because you have a heart for the kingdom and a heart for Jesus. But like, you know what I'm saying, though. I, I do. On the out, yeah. From looking outside in, it does look, you know, a little different because... You do, like, my goal at that point three years ago was to be running a church, yeah. running a congregation, not having to go back to work. Um, out, not, I shouldn't say. I know Mi- li- listen, let me just tell you this. Anybody who thinks ministry life is is easy and you just you just sit in an office all 40 hours a week and write a sermon, um, follow one of your, follow your pastor around for a full day or for two days and just see. Scott, but, we've <laughs> already established on this thing. That you work once a week. <laughs> well, I'm not talking. I said your pastor. I didn't oh, say my, follow okay, me yeah, around. Yeah, I said your pastor. The normal pastor. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but that I think back to the nervousness. I think that's the question we were getting at. Um, just the unknown for me, man, right now. And we talked a little bit about that. How do you carry kingdom in the unknown? How do you um, portray? what you believe when you really don't know what the next step is. And it's not that I don't know the next step. I'm obviously going to work uh, back to f- back to full-time work on Monday, which I am excited for because I'm going to get be around people I love. But there is a nervousness like, what does it look like? Yeah. What is, you know, is... And then I think there's always that, there's always that, well, you know, people are going to look at this like, um, well, why is he going back? To, why is he not at the church anymore? And why, you know, and various reasons that really just don't matter. Right. Um, I've got to do what's best for my family and my church, essentially. Yeah. And that this is the best, best possible. Um, what am I trying to say? This is the best possible outcome, outcome or conclusion there right now for where we're at. And um, I'm not going to wear that around like, oh gosh. You know, I think there, there's always a fear of, well, did I fail or are they going to think I failed or, but I can't wear that around. If I claim to be a kingdom kid and, and to know that my identity is in Jesus, it's not in a ministry. My identity doesn't start with Buckingham Community Church or even my wife or my kids. My identity starts with the king and everything kind of stems from that for me. So there was a time, yeah. if this would have happened five years ago, right? I'd have been completely tarnished and broke. Like, oh my gosh, I have nothing to do. I don't know what I'm doing, you know, type of deal. But is there, uh, is there a feeling of of failure that has crept in? Early, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Um, last two weeks, three weeks, no. I've I'm I'm completely eradicated from um feelings of unworthiness or self loneliness. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And 
And I think that only comes from knowing knowing who you are in him. Yeah. And are there times that it tries? Absolutely, man. I think every pastor, even that's pastoring a church that's thriving, is feeling like they're not doing it right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're probably hearing about it from somebody too. Well, sure. Sure. <laughs> How they're not and, doing it right. <laughs> which, which, you know, in the last couple years, that has not been the case for me. We have, all of us are, you know, have the, share the same vision of growth. And, um, and, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing because I think that having opposition is a good thing to help you grow. Because if everything's easy and it just comes to you easy, you get very complacent. Um, and that's just ministry in, in general. You get very complacent and you don't, you don't grow. You don't grow into the next season. And I'm a very seasonal guy. Yeah. I believe that this is a season for Scott and Cassie Tillian family and um, this ministry. I, I do. Uh, that's why I can't, I can't spend time being fearful of the future of the unknown. Like God knows, right? So I yeah. promise you, I promise you, and people will hear me say this all the time, that that God is not in heaven shaking his head wondering what to do next. I promise you that. Um, so we're excited, man. Excited. We're excited and, uh, and uh, we're ready for the next thing for sure. You're a, a discernment guy too, mm-hmm. right? You value, I, liked, I like to think so, yeah. You value discernment I for do. yourself. You, you talk about discernment for other people. I do. Discerning this situation, what do you think? Um, I saw you posted, I don't know if it was on Instagram or Facebook or both, but... Um, that our battle's not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. It's against the principalities. So we we both kind of have the same mindset that the enemy is absolutely at every turn, every corner, trying to knock us off our track, trying to knock us off what the Lord's trying to do. What do you discern as the enemy's plan here? What do you think his plan was with this? Well, let me first of all read that scripture because um, I think it's always good to go back to the source. And... I posted this yesterday, I think it was, and uh, I think a lot of people think it was regarding just the situation in New York with with the abortion yeah. um, being um, a full, allowed to be full term now. But this is for everything in the Christian life, and I believe that it, it, it says so much about how we react to certain things, um, whether we're in tune with the spirit world or not, which is we're called to be spirit beings, right? Correct. I mean, we're... Yeah. Jesus said that, you know, we're in this world, but not of this world, right? Yep. Um, and he, he actually prayed on our behalf to the Father. Like, I'm not asking that you take them out of the world. I'm just asking that basically your presence be with them. There so you go. Let me read this from Ephesians 6.12 to just to note what, you're, what, what we're getting into here. It says, it says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the wild force, or excuse me, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. So if I'm called to be um, knowledgeable about those things, if I'm called to have a, 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 let's call it a Holy Spirit radar when it comes to those things, supernatural things, then what the enemy would love for me right now in this place is to place fear and doubt in my head as to where God is taking me. Um, it's not, he's not taking me away from the church. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think anybody can look at this from the outside in and go, yeah, he's just moving him out of that church. Maybe it is that church. But here's the thing, and you know this because you're a kingdom guy, and we've had this conversation. It's not about the four walls of a building to us. Right. What we do on Sundays or Saturdays or whatever are amazing. We love them. We honor them. We honor the people. We honor the presence of the God of God in that house. 
but I think he's calling us to so much more than that than outside, you know, with he's calling us to so much more outside the four walls of a building. And what a better way to place me in a position at a construction company yeah. where I'm going to be around people all day long that who's been on a construction site? Yeah. And I'm not saying these guys are that way. I'm saying yeah. that there's room for Jesus everywhere you go. And so it would be easy for the enemy to say, well, you failed your church. Um, you have to go. See, I'm not, I'm not leaving anywhere on Sundays. We're still having church. We're still having fellowship. We're still having communion together. I'm just going, I'm branching outside the church. Yeah. And if God has to use um, a depleted finance to make that happen, to put me... Because here's the thing, D, you know as well as I do, I'm, I can get comfortable. You can get comfortable. And I believe that God gives us multiple opportunity to move past our comfort zone. And if we do not, yeah. I believe he'll create a circumstance to where we have to. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because he loves us that Exactly. Much. Yeah. So me and you doing what we do, you working at Safety Clean. And here's another cool thing. I'm going to be like a mile from you. Yeah, that's true. Like, He's actually bringing us closer <laughs> every day. Yeah. So from where you're working. So I, I'm looking at all these things like that, dude. I'm looking at all these things like that. And when the little... I never looked at that, actually. <laughs> that's so funny. And when the little doubts creep in, I just have to... The Bible says to take every thought captive, right? I have to take those thoughts captive. And I have to keep what's kingdom and I have to discard what's what's demonic. And we know that the enemy is going to try to work through um, our shortcomings and the things that we're not good at. God's actually really strong at in our lives. I've learned that. that that's that verse in, his, in our weakness, he is strong. He's made perfect in our weaknesses. So whatever my weakness is, God's perfectness overrides my weakness every time. That's good. I believe that like at every, every seasonal change, something's going on in the spiritual atmosphere. Yes. Maybe there was something that in the previous season that pushed you into the next season. Maybe physical circumstances, like we said, financial, whatever it is, makes you go into the next season. But there's always a shift. Like you're not going to go into the next season without some sort of spiritual shift. Maybe it's a whole brand new spiritual covering. Maybe it's a whole brand new spiritual path. It could be a whole new, whole new plan. It could be. It could just be a, a, a small shift in the spiritual atmosphere, whatever. But I feel like for you, we've had these discussions too about just the idea of the evangelism and the evangelism calling on your life. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. And so this is like in the spiritual, you're actually you're actually experiencing a natural seasonal change, a spiritual uh, a seasonal shift in your life that's really going, I mean, it it looks more like you stepping into the role of, of an evangelist. It just mm. does. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like, okay, this makes sense. God's calling Scott into his destiny as an evangelist. Things have to change. Like yeah. a, a shift has to come. Yes. And I feel like that's, to me, it, it is just kind of a, a natural, supernatural shift. <laughs> so I love that. Um, and we're called to look at things above, right? right? Before. Right. I've been on this kick for the last three weeks or maybe even longer about how God is calling us to look at things through spirit eyes before physical eyes. I just believe that. I mean, we've talked about this scripture many, many times um, where uh, Elisha's servant in Dothan, Elisha asks him, asks the Lord to open his eyes and he sees chariots of fire and, and who's actually warring on his behalf. And, 
like for me, it goes back to Colossians 3, 2 as well, where it says, keep your mind and keep your focus habitually on the things above, on the heavenly things, not the things that are on earth, which have temporal value. So if I'm called to look at things from heaven, I better have a heaven's eye view of the things that are happening on earth. That's good. Does that make sense? It's not yeah. that I'm God. It's not that I'm... But I, he gives me, the, the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. Yes. So Christ only looked at things heavenly, right? Yes. He saw something that needed fixed, he fixed it. He saw something that, that needed changed, he changed it. And for us, I think that if we're going to walk around as spiritual beings um, and believing that this kingdom is real and that, and, that, and, that, and that God brought kingdom to earth as it is in heaven, then we've got to start seeing every opportunity as a heavenly opportunity to make a change. And, and I'm going to get back to this evangelistic thing that you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny because last night um, I'm walking home from the gym. It's late. It's like 1030 and it's cold and I got my hood up and um, I'm thinking about, I'm always thinking about being interviewed. Does anybody do that? Like uh-huh. if, if you're out there, give this a hallelujah, a shout when you hear this, like <laughs> you, you're thinking about being interviewed. It could be somebody, um, like, I don't know, sh- any, somebody on Fox news or CNN, it could be your friend that you're sitting across the table from yeah. like, and you want to have, you always want to have a reason for the hope that you have, right? Oh, because what, the, yeah. what the enemy's going to do is try to come in and steal your hope. But we know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So there's a hope that we must carry as Christians, as believers, despite the circumstance, like we're fixating our eyes on heavenly things. And, and I was walking home and I was thinking about this and I was praying and I was kind of, I don't know, you ever try to prophesy over yourself? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we need to, you yeah, know, for sure. and, and, and so I'm thinking about this and how this is going to go and what the interview is going to look like. And, and when I'm asked about a pastoral role, I think the best answer I can have is is that after being a pastor, I think my my call and my need and my desire and my yearning to be an evangelist has only grown. Wow. Because God has set me apart in a season where I had to understand the calling of a pastor before he was going to raise me up as the evangelist that he that is essentially where my heart is. Because and and this is not like me talking in third person, but anybody that knows Scott Tilly knows he has a heart for the multitude. That I have a heart for the lost. That I wanna I, I wanna I wanna get to a place to where I can go grab people for the kingdom and then set them in line with a the pastor. There you go. Like good. Here's Jesus. You've 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 admitted, you know, that you are a sinner. You need Jesus. And and after after that transition comes, after that uh transfiguration comes, hopefully, like yeah. that you're that you're transformed. And and after that, that I can point you in in a direction of, you know what, man, here's an amazing place for you to get fed. Here's an amazing place for you to get taught. I go to these places. I learn from these places. But just grabbing the lost is where my heart is, man. And that's the evangelistic role is grabbing the multitude for the kingdom, setting them up in, 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 in line with, with people that are going to help them grow. And that's where I am, bro. That's just where my heart, I think my heart's always been there. For sure. But here's my thing. I'm going to say this and I hope this doesn't offend anybody. Uh Oh, how many, (laughs) how many pastors are sitting in churches unfulfilled that are actually called to be evangelist? How many prophets are sitting in churches unfulfilled that are actually called outside the church to go prophesy and to bring the word and bring the word of God, a fresh revelation from God to the people. How many apostles are pastors 
that are tied down by by their Good, man. By, by their job as a pastor and they can't go they can't go build and, and, and create and plant churches because they're tied to one and and I'm not listen don't crucify me by saying this man I think that that the churches all those five are needed like we talk about that all the time man that yeah. Ephesians 411 um attitude and and, and what what I think God's asking is okay we've uh, we've we've been given a vision what are you going to do with it and I think it gives me ample opportunity to go into the workforce and evangelize and to bring people to the kingdom that way and to see things set up for future development of God's um of God's kingdom you know yeah, what I'm saying I do. like it's good and I here's the deal bro I I wouldn't know any of that until I'm challenged to think about that stuff for people like you from people like Chris from people like Jason and Ryan and and Mike and and all these people that challenged me to think like, okay, what really is my call? Not that I wasn't called for a pastor in a season, bro. That's the thing. That's why I'm so seasonal. Right. Like, do I think that my ultimate heart is to evangelize and reach the nations? I guess I need to ask people that are around me. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I'm not saying that they're, they validate or their validity, like my validity of that desire depends on their answer but what's the fruit of your life what's the fruit of my life good what am i doing for the kingdom of god that stands out and goes wow he's he's gifted at that you know good so or she i'm I'm not discluding women man Uh, i I, at all that women are needed in the church bro they're so so needed and that's a whole other topic that we don't have time to get into but I, I, I am excited, man. I'm excited for where we're going. This is really from glory to glory or from faith to faith, as Chris Hagen says. Yep. It really is, even though it may not seem like that, even though doubts may creep in. You know, the cool thing about when doubts creep in is you can always relay those doubts to friends that actually are aligned with the purpose in your life and they can speak life into it. That's what I want to talk a little bit about too because we're going to have people listening to this that maybe this hits home a little bit. They're They're in a place of confusion or they're in a place of unknown or they see a place of unknown that they should be in and they're kind of avoiding stepping into it. What are some, some like practical things when that fear comes, when that doubt comes, the enemy absolutely wants to keep you from taking that step mm-hmm. into, into the unknown. The mm-hmm. unknown should not be a fearful place. It should be a, um, a glory place. Mm-hmm. What are some practical ways? Like you, you mentioned, um, bouncing stuff off of friends and stuff like that. Go into that a little further. What What are some practical ways when the enemy's come right now in your life, when he's coming right now and he's making you think, because we had a conversation a while back where it was a, it was an honest conversation. It was raw. You kind of cried out. You, you feel like you failed. And I know mm-hmm. that was a momentary thing. Mm-hmm. It was a thought that was implanted yeah. in <laughs> your course. brain from the enemy. Of course. What's a practical thing that you can do and and you're and you're speaking to other people. Mm-hmm. I know what you would do because you're surrounded with people that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Speak to the person right now who's hearing this, thinking, "Man, that's that's me. I'm in a place of needing to take that step, or I'm in a place in that unknown right now." Let me just tell you this: for me, man, it was imperative and crucial that I had a group of people that understood my purpose and my value, and that could speak things over my life that I wasn't seeing. That in those momentary afflictions where my flesh is saying one thing, but my spirit's saying another, um, we always go back to the spirit. And again, just to just to re revisit what we talked about earlier uh, from Ephesians six twelve, know what the battle is first of all. 
understand the battle. That's what, that's the very first place you should go. And here's the thing, church. As a Christian, if you don't have a target on your back, if you're not having these attacks, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just going to throw that out there. If if your life is a cakewalk and it's a breeze and I'm I'm making my checklist with my devotion and my God, you know, and my church time and then uh man, like your desires need to change a little bit, I think. Um DL Moody said it. I I don't I'm going to I'm going to probably bonch this a little bit, <laughs> but he said it something like this. I don't desire to live within the church walls hearing the church bell. I desire to be, uh, how did it go? I desire to be a church bell ringing through the gates of hell. Whoa, that's good. Or something like that. Yeah. And I, I know I messed that up, but I've got it written in one of my old Bibles. And here's the thing. If we're constantly living for the kingdom of righteousness and seeking that, you better believe that there's going to be opposition against you. I'm not saying to give the enemy any more attention than he deserves. But what I'm saying is, have healthy respect to know that he's going to try to thwart your plan that God has placed over your life. So in that moment where doubt comes, where fear comes, where shame comes, where condemnation comes, go back to the simplicity of who God says you are. Okay. First know the battle, know what you're facing, know that, know why it's coming, that it's not against flesh and blood. Even though you may be feeling anxious, your body may have a feeling it's taking over something spiritual. Everything starts in the spirit realm, whether good or evil. I just believe that like everything starts in a place of the unknown. Yeah. Okay. And then, cause what's, what's the, can you, can you put your hand on anxiety? Can you grab it? No. Can you physically touch it? No. But you can physically feel it. For sure. You know that it is a response to something spiritual. Yeah. Right. So if you're ever in that place, know the battle, understand. Okay. After knowing the battle. Okay. That's step one. Step two would be knowing that you are equipped to fight this battle. Yeah. Knowing. Okay. Ephesians, what, six, the whole chapter, the armor of God, or five, Ephesians five, what is it? Where is it? Five, five or six. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, full ba- the, the full armor of God, right? Then the third thing you can do, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. the armor of on God. On the bottom, what's it say right there? The I can't bottom. read that Ephesians far. five is what it says. Ephesians yeah. five. Yeah, the sorry. full armor of God, right? Yeah. Understanding that you have been equipped, that Christ has given you every tool that you need to combat the enemy with where you're at, okay? And, it's, and, and this battle's fought on your knees, by the way. It's won and fought on your knees. It, act, it was one of them. This is how I find my <laughs> Exactly. It, it was fought and won at the cross of Calvary. I do not own the rights to that song. <laughs> so you're fighting from victory, okay? Understand that, first of all. That you're fighting from a victory standpoint, okay? And the third thing, in, in lieu of all these things, reach out to those who you trust. Let there me you tell go. you this, D. Don't give your heart away to somebody that's not running a race with you. Man. Because there's people out there that want to see you fail, that want to see you fall, that want to see you flounder. And, and God really shared this with me today. I really feel like the Holy Spirit told me not everyone is meant to go with you in the next season. That's tough. That's real tough. Yeah. But it's just the way it is, right? How many people made it into the promised land? Yeah. How many people were sent to not go into the Not nearly as many as stepped land. into the wilderness, that's for sure. So... That was a seasonal thing, right? Yeah. And and in the in the in the last thing I want to say in lieu of all that, um, friends, knowing the battle, knowing that you have victory through the cross of Calvary and Jesus Christ, and knowing your circle, um, the last thing I want to say in lieu of that is trust that it is only temporary. Trust that it is seasonal. Trust that that God does want to specifically take you from glory to glory. But sometimes that from and sometimes that too is drawn out longer than you expected it to be. 
You know, we hear from glory to glory. Yeah, it's just a glory, then another glory, and then on top of another glory. No, there's actually seasons in between those glories. Good. And, and that's a training ground for all intended purposes to grow us in the kingdom. That's good. So That's really good, man. I just release that over anybody out there that's having any self-doubt right now in the name of Jesus that you're not stuck. You're actually being taught and trained to go forward with God, with what God has entrusted to you. And what he's entrusted to you isn't just what you have now. It's what he's going to give you in the future. Jeremiah 29, 11 says it, man. And everybody knows this verse, but that he doesn't have plans to harm us, but to prosper us, which is another word I really want to get into someday because I think it's been misconstrued. Like, yeah. We don't serve a prosperous God, and this isn't a prosperous gospel. Yeah, it is, because the kingdom is about prosperity, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a plan for the future, right? He wants to prosper us. This kingdom yeah. life is cultivated so that we would grow in him. Like, But this doesn't mean we're not going to face things. doesn't mean we're not going to have trials and tribulations. It means that when we do, we trust he is God, he is God alone, and he's going to see us through the other side. That's the two glories... That's the two glory theory right there. Not just a theory. It's it's yeah. a promise. Yeah. That's good. So, Jeez, Scott. I, hey, I haven't preached for a, a week or two, man. It's, <laughs> it's been a while, I think. Chris Chris had the mic last Sunday. so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That boy brings fire. He does, doesn't oh he? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I can listen to him. So what's that look like for you, man? Are you, uh, are you preaching less now or what's going I th- on? Darren, I think I will be, man. I think um, God's really called me to a place of of uh, just sitting in, in the presence and learning. Um, and, and here's the thing, man. There's a lot of things in humility that I still need to learn. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of things that I thought, I'm learning this, that I thought I had figured out where God was going. There's so much more I want to show you. You have that. no idea. Yeah, you have no clue. There's so much more I want to teach you in that. And one of the things that I've been learning lately is um, just to be able to be taught, have an attitude to be able to be taught. Because if, if he can teach me things and I can learn them, then I can apply them. Yeah. But if I've already think I've got it figured out, man, I'm setting myself up for a huge failure. Yeah. I had a, uh, I had a word for some friends the other day in regards to building your house on the rock. And I think that's a really good, a really good message for, for times like this, for, for people like you that are going through a, a time of transition. You've spent quality time building this house. Mm. right Mm -hmm. you have built this house that you call family that you call ministry that you call scott tilly and it was built on the rock right Mm -hmm. you can't go from one glory to the next and and bring in like anxiety and fear and worry that verse says the wise man builds the house on the rock and when the storms come Mm -hmm. it doesn't say and you may, it says when the mm. storms come, you're strong. And I just feel like there's a sense of um, courage and a sense of like just knowing that this this thing is rock solid, you know, mm-hmm. that we are, we're just called to step into the next season with that boldness and with that confidence because, I'm, I don't know, man, I just feel like you're going to experience some waves, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to mm-hmm. experience some some difficulties in, <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm talking to a guy who's been out of, out of the workforce for 20 years, but that's <laughs> so not the case. You're a hardworking kid from Buckland, Kansas, but it's just, I think it's, I think it's important for us to know that we're, we actually have permission to be bold and confident stepping into the unknown. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And 
one of the things you talked about, one of the steps was um, leaning on friends, mm-hmm. um, taking this stuff to some friends. What about somebody who doesn't feel like they have a circle? Who yeah. doesn't feel like they have those friends? What What would be your um, advice, I guess? Yeah, um, this is a good question. I I deal with this in in the jail ministry a lot. Um, because oh, for sure, that's yeah, that's good. When I when I talk to these guys, I always tell them that you have to create a community within a community. You just have to. And you say this all the time. There was twelve, but Jesus really had three that he. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not that he loved anymore, but there's a reason why John was called the beloved. Different levels of vulnerability. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. And so I would say if you feel secluded. Ask yourself why, first of all. Have you secluded yourself? And this this isn't to breathe condemnation or, oh yeah, I screwed up so bad nobody wants to hang out with me. It's okay, let's 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 validate and look at the things that that we've allowed up to this point to allow us to be secluded. Because I'm telling you right now, dude, we weren't born to be alone. There you go. God in his word said when he created Eve that it is not good for man to be alone. It's not good. Good. So if it's not good for us to be alone, we better be in communion of good um righteous people that are God-fearing. I'm not telling you to go out and get any kind of crew and roll with them. We've all seen the degradation of what happens when we do that sometimes. Yeah. Just anybody and anybody and anything's, you know, welcome to be in my crew. Not everybody's, listen, there's people praying for you that don't even know you, and there's people in your circle ready, ready and waiting for you to fail. That's, yeah. So I want to say this, if you are secluded and you are by yourself and you feel, and it's not a, it's not a bad thing to be independent, Darren. But I think if your independence overrides your your vulnerability and desire to have community, then that's a problem. Yeah. And it's and that's probably not on the people. Well, I've just been burned by every church, and that's why I don't go. And they did this, and I did that. You're putting way too much faith in other people, because I promise you that Jesus had a crew of people that he walked around with and did things with yeah. on the daily. Yeah. There was times to get alone. Said so he 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 often got alone with the Father, but he he listen. He had to have a people with him that understood what he was doing so the kingdom could grow and and to impart gifts to those people. So, and I'm not, it feels like I'm just slamming people that are just secluded and, and I'm not. Oh, because like, you, you, you've been there. I've been there, man. Yeah, or I've, felt there. Yeah. Dude, I, I was depressed. Okay, early on in my marriage, I was depressed for six months on the couch, didn't get off, barely went to work, lost numerous amounts of weight because I wasn't eating. My wife didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I... I'll just be real with you. I chose to sit in that junk. The day that I got off the couch, the day that I, I'm being real, man. I, I'm surprised I didn't have like bed sores from as long as that depression had me down. Wow. But what, let's, let's, let's go back to the why. Yeah. Why would depression come in? Why would I be secluded? Think about it on a spiritual level. Yeah. The enemy is not stupid. Like yeah. we want to think he's dumb. The Bible says that he's the craftiest of all God's creations. So if he can keep me on the couch, there's nothing kingdom coming from the fruit of my life. That's right. If he can keep me on the couch, I can't evangelize. I can't That's teach. Right. I can't preach. I can't prophesy. I can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if he can keep me in that place, and this is for anybody who's, who's battled depression. The day that I decided that enough was enough, I stood up and I said, if it kills me, I'm going to do X, Y, Z today. Yeah. If it kills me, if I die going to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. If I die trying to cook supper, whatever, like it doesn't matter because sometimes it is that bad where like you really feel like you, you just can't do anything but sit there and fret and stew. Yeah. I know what Elijah was going through now, the yeah. runner, you know, yeah. like I feel like anybody who's depressed, there's, there's these, there's these, 
um, people throughout the Bible that I promise you, you're not, you're not the only one that's faced this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's people all throughout your life that are going through some of the same things you are that, that I just believe that God's saying, get up, Good. like get up, yeah. get up. I have a purpose for you. I have a plan for you. I have a place I want to take you, but I, but I can't take you there if you're not willing to get up. And sometimes that's all that he's asking. Remember when he was at the base of the tree yeah. and God said, get up. Yep. Right. So I just, I just believe that if the devil can seclude you from the pack that you're supposed to be running with, then you're an yes. easy target. Yes. If you're running with people that are going to hold you up and hold you accountable too, because it's easy to get to that place. We've both been there. We're, Oh, that your spirit that we always talk That's about right. that That's right. nobody cares. Yeah. And if I could slap you around a little bit and say, Hey man, it's time to go. You've, you've sulked long enough. Right. It's, it's okay to stay there for a minute, but you're not going to stay there. It's good. Like it's okay to be there for just a little bit, but you're not going to stay there. You're coming with me. We're going to the next glory together. And, and I think that crucial, this is so crucial to have a group of people that you can rely on. I know right now that if I were to call five or six dudes at 3 a.m. and say, I need you to come to Buckland, guess what? Yeah. 27 minutes later, 30 minutes later, I have dudes beating on my door. Yeah. And, or I have people in Buckland I could say that to about, you know? And so seclusion is not a bad thing when you're in the secret place, bro. Yeah. But you're not meant to stay by yourself and let the enemy just tattoo your forehead. Well, the word is very clear about surrounding yourself with wise counsel. And I think part of the reason for that is just because you're secluded doesn't mean you're away from voices. Right. 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 So like secluding yourself actually gives yourself access to just a voice. Yeah. You know, and the enemy's going to come in and he's going to do that. Yes, we have access to the the father's voice. That's mm-hmm. like the greatest of all. But I think the Lord knows that we need voices to drown out mm. the voice of the enemy, you know? And so, yeah, secluding ourselves, we're taking away every opportunity that the Lord mm-hmm. wants to pour into us prophetically through other people or just to drown out that voice of the enemy. We're actually just magnifying the voice of the enemy when mm-hmm. we seclude ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? I want to talk a little bit about the fear aspect of it. We talked about fear of like stepping into the unknown. I think I'm going to call this like kingdom in the unknown, bro. Kingdom in the unknown. Does that make sense? Yeah. The whole, the whole point of this podcast and the whole point of this kingdom bringer ministry is, is the idea that we carry the kingdom with us and Mm. we actually release the kingdom wherever we go. Come on. And I feel like you're going into a place of the unknown for you. Correct. Yeah. So you're going there. Yeah. And you're carrying the kingdom there. Yeah. So you're going to be releasing the kingdom in the unknown. Amen. I think that's. I receive that. And, and what comes out is going to manifest and you're going to see that. And that's going to be awesome. But um, I posted something on uh, Instagram, kingdom bringer on Instagram. Um, if you don't follow that, follow that. Yeah. Kingdom dot bringer on Instagram. Uh, a dream that was produced in the kingdom cannot be thwarted by fear. If God's kingdom designed it, then his provision will cover it. I feel like that's something we all need to just understand that we've got his provision. If we're walking in him and it's his will, you you're I'm assuming that you're you're making this step into the unknown because you feel like the Lord is calling you to do that. Yeah. So if you feel like the Lord's calling yeah. you to do that, bro, his provision's there. Yes. Like he's already designed and set this thing There's up. There's manna sitting there waiting, man. Dude, it is <laughs> like we're and see what's really cool, we're not like creating this glory that you're stepping into. No. It's a glory that's already been created for yes, you. Yes, yes. It's there. He's designed it. He's probably spent millennia mm. designing this this next glory for Come Scott on. Tilly. 
and you're just literally entering it. Yeah. That's on. what we're called to do is just enter the glory, yeah. man. And yeah, I just, I mean, I, I speak that over your life right now Thank that you. anything that doesn't look like kingdom is going to be shed as you step into this next glory, man. Like the, the enemy, there's nothing in your life that the enemy is going to be able to use against you in this next glory. Mm. It's like you're, you're walking into this like a babe. You're walking into this like with fresh, a fresh heart, a fresh mind, ready to be completely transformed in this next glory. I just which speak is, that which over is you. Which is how I, I thank you, man. I thank you for that, which yeah. is how I want to enter yeah. into the presence. Yeah. Fresh and new. And, yeah. and I want it to be new every time. Good. You know, because he's not a stale God, man. Yeah. He's not a stale God. I, I was reading this morning about the holiest of holies, you know, and yeah. how once a year they would, they would do this. And there was only one person allowed in the holies of holies, you know, and, yeah. and the power and the presence of God was so strong that, you know, these guys would often die. These priests could die. Like yeah. at any moment they would tie bells to them. And if they basically, if they heard to fall, that they would Oops. have to pull them back out. <laughs> oh, lost another one, Dave. But, <laughs> but, uh, so, so once it, this is cool though, like once a year, bro, they would only get to experience this once a year. And even the people on the outside waiting for the sacrifice didn't, they didn't even get to go in. They were still congregating in an area where they knew that the holies of holies yeah. was prevalent and prominent. And the cool thing about it is this is just excites me, man. For anybody <laughs> out there that wants to get in touch with the Holy spirit, he is so ready. He is so ready to encounter you. He's so ready to, to, for you to seek him where you're at. And we get to experience that now with the Holy Spirit. We get to experience the deepest, the depthest of revelations from God in the holy place. And something that they had to wait a year to do that most of them didn't even get to experience personally, we get through the Spirit of God now. And we talk about wisdom. We talk about right now words, rhema words and things like that. And people will come up to you and they'll say, man, you, you, know, you just got a word for right now. Or that was such a good teaching or yeah. that was such good prophecy, man. That yeah, thing yeah. came. And here's the deal, bro. We cannot do that outside the Holy Ghost. There you go. We just can't. It's not about me. It's not about Darren. It's not about the Kingdom Ringer Network. It's not about BCC. It's not about Will Rhodes. It's not about First Christian. It's not about the Baptist. First, second, third, or fourth. It's, uh-huh. not, it's not about any of that, man. It's good. about the presence of God and him wanting to be where his creation is. Like, man. How many like of these other so-called gods chose to be where their creation is? None. Zero. None. So we have the living God, man. And just it excites me to know that that is available for me at any given time, any given place. And whether I'm working in an office at a church 40 hours a week or whether I'm on a construction crew or yeah. whether it doesn't matter. The presence yeah. is available because... Jesus said that he put his spirit inside of us, right? Yes. We are spirit carriers of God's spirit. And that still is a is a, a sermon for 18 years straight you could preach on and never get the good. depth of entirety of that. Good. You know what I'm saying? And it shouldn't go old, for sure. No. That's good. No, 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 no. It's good, man, man, I'm uh, I'm thankful. I'm assuming that I get to be one of the people that gets to step into the next season with you. Is that legit? Please. Yes. <laughs> okay. You made that comment and I was like taking notes like, dear Lord, please help me be one of the ones that gets to run with Scott. 
Oh my in goodness. This season. I'm so excited, bro. To, we've been running together for a couple yeah. of years now, man. And it's And this changes this changes a little bit. We haven't even said this, but this does change a little bit with kind of the, the moving forward of this. Everybody's used to having you on here every week yeah. with me. Yeah. Man, we've we're doing some different things this season. Mm-hmm. Um good thing. Spiritual as well as natural. Like in this season two of the Kingdom Bringer podcast, you're probably gonna hear less of Scott, but he's gonna be on here and he's gonna have I think crazy testimonies. Mm. You're gonna have some uh, construction site <laughs> testimonies. Dudes like dropping <laughs> anvils on their feet, and you like <laughs> you like laying hands on them, and they they grow two more feet. You know, Hallelujah. that's awesome. Hallelujah. It's so good. <laughs> how how would you feel about uh, closing this thing out with prayer, bro? I would love I would love that, man. Um, I, I just I think that the heart this, this morning or is is for those people who uh I just keep going back to what you ask about those that feel like they're in seclusion. Yeah. My heart is for those people right now and I just I want to pray into that. In Jesus name, Father, I just pray for those who are feeling less than today. Those that are feeling like they failed or or um that their um that their infirmities outweigh your grace. I just pray that they would know without a doubt um that you have called them for righteousness, that you have placed specific purpose over their lives and in their lives and in the future of their lives. I just speak to depression and anxiety right now, and I just say go in the name of Jesus. Anything that doesn't align with the kingdom of heaven, just be um, trampled out under the sound of God's amazing voice. And I just thank you, Father, that you are literally taking us from one place to another, from a glory-to-glory perspective. And I thank you that there's room God, there's room in that place for grace, for understanding, for knowledge, for wisdom. And I just pray for anyone who um, is is in a place of wilderness right now that um, you would take this as seasonal and that you would take this time to really listen to what the Lord is trying to implant in you, that he is actually planting seeds of righteousness. And I want to thank you, God, for um, bestowing on us the goodness of your love and and how it woos us forward in the kingdom, that it is a progressive kingdom, that it is uh, a constant moving forward in the faith. And I just ask that um, anyone also that is, is struggling with self-identity, um, that you would just turn to the word, to the goodness of what God says about you, and that you would place your identity in him and nothing else, not in your bank account, um, not in your job or your, or your vehicles or your social economic status, that your identity would be placed in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, which is Jesus Christ, because he loves you. And I thank you for the Kingdom Bringer podcast, Father. I pray blessings over it in Jesus' name that it would grow. That the listeners Amen. that the listeners and all yes. the people that are needing a fresh word from heaven would just tune in and, and um, just be still in front of you to hear uh, what you're saying to them. Um, through Darren and and through Chris and Jason and all the people that are going to be on, through Beth Packard, Supernatural Living. I am so excited for that, God. She is such a blessing to this world. Um, And the two brothers with Jason and Chris, God, bless them. Um, Bless the Eubanks household. Bless Jamie. What an amazing person. Ashton and Riley. And I just asked blessings over them and Zoe. And uh, God, just please be with us as we move forward in this. And we do not want to take a step forward without you or your presence. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good. I'm so I missed that, man. I miss having that on here. That's so good. <laughs> thanks for joining, man. Yeah, brother. Thanks love for, you. Thanks for being real with us today. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. We are we are with you in this. Amen.
Just a reminder, you guys, to rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode with your friends. Uh, let's get those numbers up. Let's get the word out there. And again, uh, go check out Two Brothers Podcast and Supernatural Living with Beth Packard. Both are live on Apple Podcasts right now. Go subscribe to them. Share those with your friends as well. The KB Podcast Network. Keep them, keep them going. Encourage them. Build them up. Get it going. Until next time, guys. Be blessed.